Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Whatever today has given you Five eleven headaches still call it Thanksgiving True Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Riggs, here with the super producer, as McMahon. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, Rob? How you doing, man? I'm good, my man. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Glad to be here. All right. Thank you guys for checking out the Super Duper Pod. We do not take your listens lightly. Make sure you follow us online at h53productions.com for our mer her 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 and also on Instagram at Super Duper Pod, S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D. Also online, you can find more content such as the Father Good Podcast with Kenny Stevenson and our own Marshall Givens and our own Esmick Man with the Easy Smoke and GM Podcast. You guys record this week? We are recording tomorrow. Okay, what's gonna, the plan for tomorrow? I was talk about talk about Super Bowl, and uh, my my question is: Do we have to anoint Patrick Mahomes the goat right this second? Uh, I mean, that's the question not, I'm asking. I, 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 you know what? I just feel well. You know, that's a sports show. Here's my two cents. I feel like the goat. Everybody goat now, man. Ever since LL Cool J made it cool, and then the goat, the goat talk. It's like everybody a goat. Like, geez. Jeez, you know, everybody I mean? can't be the goat. Everybody can't be the goat, and I feel like you know, I I think there's sometimes career the career has to has to be some longevity because a lot can happen, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot can happen. He's very, 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 very good. Like I wonder in '84, when '88, when Michael Jordan averaged what 38 and eight, it was it was MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. They weren't saying he was the goat, but it was like, boy, this boy coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think I think that's where Mahomes is like. Psh- this boy, you know, he already here pretty much, but let's see where he takes the game. Yeah, I, I, I just think that go talk, it's, it's, it's starting to be diluted. But you know, that's that's I think me. It's, just, it's, it's a little premature. Let's wait until this is really. He didn't really play his first season. He was on the bench. He was a second mm. string. Mm. He started his his second season. This is this is really his fifth season, uh, of playing. Yeah. Let's give it a little more room to breathe before we start talking goat. That's all I'm saying. Now, now is he the best player in the football right now? Absolutely, it's not even close. Uh yeah, he's he's the MVP. Absolutely, yeah, it's not Absolutely. it's not even close. But yeah, but in all of history, I mean, you know, we don't know what he's gonna do yet. We sell him short. It might it might be unequivocal in in five years. It was like yo, what was we talking about in the episode last? You know, in 2023, we were crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd rather that than this. Absolutely. No doubt, man. But guys, make sure make sure you check out the Easy Smoking GM podcast, the Father Good podcast, and of course, thank you for listening to the SDP SDP uh, wherever you get your podcast. So, speaking of the Super Bowl, I was uh, watching with Broski. Shout out to Broski, and he was laughing at me because well, not laughing. He asked if I was taking a test because I was taking notes for the pod today regarding <laughs> Super Duper. So I was like, "Come on, man! I do have oh, a you podcast. Was, you was at work, man. Just yeah, for man. You. Come on, man! Good do what you. I can. Do what I can." Yeah. So just a few notes, running notes that I had. So, you know, I was watching Lift Every Voice and Sing uh, by Cheryl Lee Ralph uh, on the show. I thought, I thought it was pretty good. And it seems like all the Black Super Bowl performers, they it's like they got to have key changes and vamps. Like I remember when uh, R. Kelly <laughs> sang the national anthem. And, and, and stepping. Step yeah, it was like, <laughs> you know, that's just... 
That's just what we do, man. But I will say, Chris Stapleton, uh, I guess he's a rock singer, country singer. He sang the national anthem, and I'm a fan, bro. I was like, yo, I'm going to download whatever music he got, because that brother was singing, man. Yeah, Seriously. Country, country music, country music uh, artist. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, I'm a big fan of Chris. I'm definitely a fan of Chris Stapleton. Now, you know, it was like, I, I wondered about you, and it's like, when you look at the pre-show, the pre-show was like, what, three hours? It was like, the, it was forever. And like, it's like that seems like somebody like as you you guys you rocking your NBC Sports gear today, like that's somebody's job. They are like planning for that, been planning for that since last Super Bowl. So it's like, all right, it's our Super Bowl oh, too, guys. Of, a lot of work, a lot yeah, of man. work goes into into putting together because I think their Fox's pregame coverage started at uh, at one o'clock, mm-hmm. and because oh, the, the game, game that... yeah, game didn't kick off until five thirty. So yeah. So what's that? Oh, four four hours, four and a half hours of coverage. So uh, so pregame show. So that's, from your professional, so from your professional opinion, like do do they are they have a template of this stuff? But I guess they have they don't know who's going to win, right? So so are they do they get rolling at the end of the championship game and they start prepping for everything, or is it like prepare something's prepared in advance? That's a good question. Um, I think you start putting together your. Uh, your ideas and rundowns, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, but I mean, you're talking, you know, you know, you have a Super Bowl years out, yeah. but um, I would assume I've never done it before. So I've never been in this room. I would assume a couple months out, you're starting to at least right. Laying out your yeah, plan, laying out yeah. your plan, ideas and everything. And then obviously once you get to the point where you know, who's going to be in it, mm. then I mean, as soon as soon as the championship games are over, you guys are putting together plans to to do your interviews and and all that stuff um, to get set, and you pretty much have two weeks until uh, till the showtime. So mm. up up until that two weeks, everything is. I guarantee you, there were some features that weren't done, weren't completely finished and ready to air until right before the show started. So mm. guarantee, yeah. guarantee that happened. Jeez, man! But it was a lot of tear jerkers. Galore in this thing, man, and uh, you know they they showed Demar Hamlin, his medical team, and then you know the heart thing that he'd be doing. It's like you know, I don't know how to feel about it. Like I, I, on one hand, I'm like, I know he he died, and they pretty much resuscitated him. But are, are they pimping him, or is, or is it good to celebrate? You know, what I'm saying that he is doing okay. I mean. I, I mean, no, Broski and I had a debate about it. You know, so we were debating it back and forth. I think it's good to celebrate, man. That yeah. man, he he, there's a chance he couldn't look. He he wouldn't have been with us right now, man. So mm-hmm. I think you, I think you celebrated as 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 yeah, much as possible. Can. And you know, as for the NFL, I mean, it it it, it helps them too because that man, can you imagine? Yeah. If, if, if the worst, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, that's yeah. a huge hit to the sport. So. Uh, so I think you celebrated. I had no, I I didn't have an issue with that, no doubt. But also, you know, this this brought home the fact that professional sports are really about narratives, right? I mean, you know, you come for the sport and the action itself, but the casual, like for example, as I I doubt you don't look at the sports for the narrative, like you know, this is Pat Pat Mahomes as one step closer to Brady or Jalen Hurts. Uh, being replaced for at Alabama and then not doing it at not get a job doing it at OU and now look at him with his hands. You don't care. You just like no nah. offensive line, defensive line. But I think for the casual fan, for the that's casual fan, the storylines is what brings 
what yeah. brings them in, you know. Because that makes you pick. It gives you a team to root for. What gives you something to root for uh, gives, you know, the uh, a lot of the people that are only there for the Super Bowl, that's the only game they're going to watch all year, mm. gives them something to think about, and then maybe they'll, you know, gravitate more closely to the sport, you know, because of because of these different storylines. So, but yeah, but you're right. For me, no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't need it. In fact, I didn't even watch the pre the, the pregame. <laughs> well, see, I, I watched the pregame just to make sure I'm on time for the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, that. That that's kind of what I get. But so, so I was looking this up as as we were as you were talking. I, mean, I was listening just so you know. But uh, yeah, so that there's sure seven there's seven. <laughs> This book that came out in 2004, Seven Basic Plot. Like, I've heard there are like seven to 12 stories that that everybody tells, right? It's like, it's just different versions of them. Like, there's no new story under the sun, per se. Okay. And I feel like, you know, the sports go into this. So, like, one of the, according to this book, one of the narratives. So, you have, okay, overcoming the monster, right? So, the protagonist sets out to defeat an antagonistic force, often evil. That threatens the protagonist. We've seen a bunch of protagonists and or his, his homeland. So, you know, uh, they have the Magnificent Seven, James Bond, Jaws, Star Wars, that kind of stuff. Rags to riches. The poor protagonist acquires power, wealth, and or a mate. Loses it all and gains it back, growing as a person as a result. Cinderella, uh, you know, the Red and the Black, the Prince and the Pauper. The Quest. The protagonist and companion set out to acquire an important object or to get a location. Lord of the Rings, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Voyage and Return, the protagonist goes to a strange land and after overcoming the threats it poses or learning important lessons unique to that location. So like Alice in Wonderland, Goldilocks and Three Bears, Lion King, comedy, right? That's self-explanatory. Tragedy, the protagonist is a hero, with a major character flaw or a great mistake, which is ultimately their undoing. Rebirth, an event, forces the main character to change their ways and often become a better individual. So the reason I read that is because if it's done right, these foot, these narratives they build follow one of these plots. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So riches, the quest, all of it, man. So it's like they they got this, it's like who fits, who fits the plot, guys? Let's do it. And it's like it's the same story every year. Or, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, different people. That's that's what makes it more, more fresher. But I'm sure you sit back, all right. They probably laid out who, what's the tearjerker moment this year, guys? Absolutely. What's really, really going to get them? So, absolutely. And that and that's done, I would, I would assume, once the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. They're, they're thinking of, they're going down a lot of all the teams and saying, okay, right. we can do this, we can do that. Absolutely. Like, I'm sure they didn't have like one meeting on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't waste our time on these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, because because guess what? That story is these fools made it to the Super Bowl. They got to do much else. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you believe this? Well, they, no, the no, no. But you know what though? But there's always one. There's always one story there Bruh. that you that that you got to you got to dig up, Bruh. But the house we're gonna be Jacksonville. You know that. <laughs> Hey, they they came back. They were down twenty seven nothing. Hey man, came back and won a won a playoff game. That's that's a big deal. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. That's it, dog. So so back so back to Super Bowl. Of course, there were commercials. So one that popped out to me, man, was the Indiana Jones commercial. 
for the for the the latest movie. I forgot what the name of the, the the caption of it is, but the latest Indiana Jones movie. And it got me thinking. Number one, he got mad stunt doubles in that entire film. Like he ain't doing no stunts. It's a lot of eh. then they go bring Steven here. Oh, Harrison so, Ford has got to be in his late seventies, right? God, Mid to God, late seventies. But it got me thinking. It's a lot of old guys in movies in twenty three, man. Like killer movies. So like Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford, Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible 6, Keanu Reeves and John Wick 4. So let me stop right here. Wait, let me, let me list the guys and go back to John Wick. Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious 17 uh, or, or whatever it is. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. But now, back to John Wick. Shout, shout out to Westside. Because I was listening and I never saw... So, I saw the original John Wick with pieces of it okay. with my mom. Right? I went to see my parents one day. She's watching John Wick, and she doesn't usually watch movies like that. She is more of a, you know, my dad and I call them kick butt movies. She hates those, too much killing, too much shooting. I was like, Ma, why are you watching this? She's like, well, son, they killed his dog. And they took his car. They got to die. It was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. geez. That's, yeah, that's, and I mean, that's... And, and yeah, and, and what I love about these movies, if you haven't seen them, just how they all connected. Like, I like stories like that where, you you can't you gotta see you gotta see the first one for this to make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta see them to for this for this to really make sense. I love stories like that, man. They, they, and they connect it very well. They do a great job of building upon each other. Especially like I'm just on three. And I'm like, how the heck did we get from there to here? This is insane. Wow. But this is a renaissance of old guys, you know, getting that ticket box, getting that um bringing that movie magic back. And again, these are tentpole movies. But I said Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones, John Wick, and Fast and Furious seventy one. I mean, you can't you can't beat it, bro. Are you gonna watch Fast and Furious ninety six? You know what? I admit, man, I missed the last one, so I feel like I'm 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 out the loop now, bro. I missed the last four. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I ain't seen these. <laughs> it's like after I watched Fast and Furious ninety nine, I was like, okay, I kind of get it. They got all the plots, rags to riches. Uh, <laughs> they've done them all. They've, they've done everything. They've done I mean, it They all. went from just being street racers to now they're saving the world, man. It's, Bruh, it's, it's amazing they, to me. They got the car cooking chicken. You know what I'm saying? They just... <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild, man. And I hear that there's a... Uh, they're going to revisit the Tokyo Drift again. Hey, man. I won't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm so far behind. I guess I got HBO Max. I can catch up. But as one thing about Super Bowl before we get, before we wrap this up is the halftime show. What did you think of it, man? Thought it was good. Uh, yeah. the, my first my first reaction when it when it first started was, "This is really dangerous." <laughs> okay, you know she, she they were all suspended up in air and those stages, man. They 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 were moving, man, moving a little too much for me, man. I'm a little scared of heights, so that was mm. my first reaction and. Uh, and then you saw the bump, and mm-hmm. it was like, huh, that's interesting. And then it was like, man, who knew Rihanna had all these hits? That's a good call. She, she, she was at the full minute. Was knocking them out. It was hits the after goal. hit after hit after hit. So I thought it was I thought it was it was a good halftime show. Mm-hmm. Now I will say, uh, so again, Broski and I are watching the show, and you know, we we both like, all right, Rihanna gonna be on here. It's gonna be some Popeyes. You know what that is, right? No. Legs and thighs. So it was like, you know, uh, one, 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 yes, one of Popeyes, yes, man. Yes, so it was yes. like, 
So she, it was like, you know, Rihanna show, you seen the Fenty shows? Yeah. Popeyes. So it was like, yo, when she came out with the full jacket, we would look at each other like, uh. Not this year. What's happening, bro? And then we saw the bump. It's like, oh, now we feel bad. It's like, you know, uh, now we got something's up. And then she put on uh, the super coat, super red joints. Like, yeah, yeah, just might just close my eyes and listen to the music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> please don't stop the music. Just, That's and, what it was all about, man. Please don't, please don't stop the music. Uh, but I, I thought shout it was out, cool. shout out to ASAP. Hey, man. Yeah, hey, listen, listen. That brother's like, hey, man, just so y'all know. So, <laughs> so you know, that wasn't a fluke the first time, Jack. Uh... That was on purpose. <laughs> so is this one uh... man he's like no we gotta get married baby I stay right here whatever you need me to be that's Just, right, you, know, that's right. you know you need a break he's like yeah I take care of the baby it's all good it's all good I'm good with babies I'm great with them no but shout out to her man I mean you know and she's so rich she just, it was like you know she got no uh, concert coming out she don't have a, a new album nothing to promote like with Mary, they did a the Dr. Dre joint last year. Everybody was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary J had a tour. People, Snoop had stuff coming out. She like, yeah, thanks, guys. I'm going to have this baby. It still kept my billion. But shout, shout out to Rihanna. And shout out to everybody who was like, they only watched the game for the concert that people were saying, the pregame football show and the actual the, Rihanna concert. The Rihanna <laughs> concert <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a football game after it. Hilarious, bro. So, no, so I, I, I don't like that. So the next big event is the NBA All-Star Game, man. So I know you do not like the All-Star Game. No, I'm excited I don't. about it, bro. I don't. It's in a soft... Wait, 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 wait. What don't you like about it? Come on, man. The All-Star Game? It? Yeah. It's not real anymore. Well, see, you haven't watched it the last few years, man. I have. I watched, I, I watched the entire... I actually watched the game twice last year. Why did you watch it twice? What's wrong with you? Because I was sitting in my chair. I got comfortable, so... You know how they they do the post the post game show, oh, and then they go right the back whole, into the game. I ended same. up watching the game a, a second time. All right, you don't like it. not That's because great. yeah, not because I was really into it. It's not real basketball. Back in in my day, as I you know become the old man, get off my lawn. Uh-huh. All right, the game was you know what I'm saying it was real. Now there were times when you know it was showtime. And it's supposed to be that way because it's supposed to be fun and it's an all-star game. But at a certain point, defense is supposed to be played. Mm, mm. That doesn't happen anymore. So yeah. that's, my, that's my issue with the all-star game. Well, you know, yeah, I think people are out there just to show to show off. And also, it made to your point, right? It's like the all-star game was the one time I can – everybody will see me, right, going against my peers – so like if I have to outplay them, you know, now is you know of course guys get so much shine, they don't they don't necessarily need that with the All Star game. Like I said, they ain't trying to get hurt, they're trying to rest. Uh, and it just seems like to your point, guys are just resting a lot more, and so they they feel like this if this I got a chance to take a break, why not? But with that being said, I thought the last few years have been competitive. Like I was at the game in Chicago, competitive game. That's the first time they had the rules with the uh, the new rules. At the, you know, playing to a certain. Now I will point. say yes. Yeah, so at the at the end of the third quarter, you're playing the 24. The the team that's in the lead is playing the 24, mm-hmm. and the the team that's behind is trying to catch up. Catch that number, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. last year, I, I thought the first year they did it was a great idea. I think last year, it it wasn't even that. You know, what I'm saying they 
the the team that was down. Who was it? Team Team Giannis. Mm-hmm. It they weren't. They didn't even care at the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's letting the game happen. But yeah. see, but last now last year, that's when Steph was shooting all threes, right? Yeah. Did he score fifty something? Uh, he scored. It was the fifty. Steph scored fifty. He scored fifty. Last fifty, year. right? Because the record's fifty-two or three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I which mean, is which he, is unreal. All yeah, right. he he won't be shooting at this year, but uh, you know, because he he's still injured at the crib. But uh, I'm looking forward to the All Star Weekend. You know, the dunk contest, three point shootout. Dunk contest last year sucked. It was bad. Three point contest was good. The skills competition was eh. Yesterday, I can't get it. I mean, the dunk contest has sucked for some time. Right? We are surprised when it's well. Like you know, that's the thing. They should go back to what they did in the '90s. Take a couple years off. And then bring it back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you really off my get off my line. I, I am, man. I am. Jeez. I am. Man, bro. I am. Take find something else to do on on All Star Saturday. You know, another type of competition. But let it let it you know let it chill for a year and then bring it back. Maybe every other year you yeah. do the slam dunk. Jeez. You know, just so that so that ideas can 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 be developed by these players. Or you do I think this year they're doing something different. I guess they're gonna be some uh some G League guys in the mm. slam dunk. Let's see they, they need it. They need this. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Maybe it. that maybe that'll bring it back to life. You know, you got some guys I I've always said that they should find a great dunker. The best dunkers out there, no matter if you're in the league or not. You know what I'm saying? even if you're just a street ball guy. Do a competition to find the best dunkers out there and bring them in into the mix for this, just to just to to spice things up a bit. Because on social, awesome. I agree. On social media, there are a lot of guys who do who. I mean, these guys ain't are like my height. Yeah, doing these crazy dunks, straight like, dunkers. Yeah, and ain't and ain't missing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, yeah. yo, that's this is insane, man. So I wish you, and maybe they won't. Don't, the the professional players don't want to get shown up, but it's like. I mean, can you do it? Can you do what they do? Yeah. Can you do it? I mean, geez, clearly this is what this is all this guy focus on. He can't dribble worth nothing. Right. Boy, can can't he dunk. shoot, but he could dunk. He can't shoot for nothing. <laughs> can't guard nobody. Boy, can he dunk? So that I that's mean, my that's my opinion on the on the on the slam dunk contest. Okay. Well, as we're recording this on February fifteenth. Uh, yesterday was Valentine's Day, so today is unofficially side chicks uh day. So shout out to everybody. They got that half price Fannie Mae candy and that uh half. <laughs> it, co- it comes in handy, man. Hey man, listen, hey, it's a come up. I can't be yeah, mad at it, bro. Yeah. You know, all your di- your your restaurants are open. You know what I'm saying? The candy's free, or even half off. They giving away the Valentine's gifts and Valentine's yeah. stuff. Give it away. You What's know? wrong with that? Dude, she getting a, she getting twice the gifts for waiting a day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look, look, look at you winning out here. Wait, waiting a day. Uh, but you know, on the SDP, we are more we are more mostly concerned about uh, March 14th. IYK, YK. Uh, so look it up if you don't know what it is. But March 14th, <clears throat> I'm still still waiting, man. Still waiting. <laughs> Just saying, better still know where your lady waiting. is, fellas. Yeah. On March 14th. If you don't, even if you don't get uh what the holiday suggests, better make sure she with you on that day. Hopefully she ain't got to work or something, man. Oh, no, man. I know that's foul, uh, right? That's uh, rough, right? Ain't it uh, rough? 
I know that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm about to break this people to break up on, on, on like you ain't going nowhere today. The hell was you to, doing? I can't go to work. You smell like A1 sauce. <laughs> A1 sauce you got? You know huh? it's March 14th. You know it's March 14th. <laughs> Why are you taking Worcestershire sauce with you? <laughs> oh, you got grilled steaks? You got steaks in the in the refrigerator? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's got yeah, that's a problem. If, hey, if, man. if she taking the A1 out your cabinet, that's, hey, that's a problem. Listen, listen, fellas, we're trying to put you on game. March 14th. If the steak sauce is missing, if she got a plan full day, <laughs> just <laughs> problems. Hey man, just just know it's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Just, just just so you know, just just go ahead, pack your stuff, find your new lady because your lady is gone. Okay, <laughs> uh, I Y K Y K. Um, <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's you know it's Black History Month, and we always try to do a feature. I found out about this uh, here, and actually somebody mentioned at work one day. And there's a there's a story on YouTube. I think it's actually with it's an NBC Sports story. Shout out to the brand. Um, they do a, they do a nice little YouTube video on this called the Color Hockey League. Uh, according to the wiki, it's the Color Hockey League of the Maritimes it was an all black ice hockey league founded in Nova Scotia in 1895. Featured teams from across Canada's maritime provinces. The league operated. Check this out, is for several decades. Until 1930, uh, the league was founded in 1895 in Halifax, Nova Scotia, by a group of four black Baptist leaders and black intellectuals. Uh, and so, you know, you figure, man, hey, they, they're in Canada. It's, they, it's cold. What, what else did they do? So the league was constructed to attract young black men to Sunday worship with the promise of a, a hockey game between rival churches after the services. So uh, with the influence of the black nationalist movement, and with the rising interest in the sport of hockey, the league came to be seen as a potential driving force for the equality of black Canadians. I mean, that's the thing about being black. Everywhere you go, man, you, you're fighting, right? Uh, but something that in, in the video that I saw, that's kind of, these are all the notes that they had on uh, the, the color hockey league. There's a couple of books um, by Daryl Frosty and George Frosty's 2004 nonfiction book, Black Ice, The Lost History of the Color of Hockey League. There's another book, 2014 book, Tribes, an International Hockey Story, which expands on their previous work and Hubert Davis's 22 documentary film, Black Ice. But in the uh, YouTube video that I saw, it talks about how the colored hockey league influences the game today, like things like the slap shot that came from the color hockey league, the butterfly technique that the hot, that the goalies utilized that came from the color hockey league. So, you know, it's pretty dope, man. And it's like, you know, you, you never hear about this stuff. It's like for some people, the first time they heard about the Tulsa massacre, like, how did you not know this? It's like, yeah. dog, when they showed this at work, I was blown. Like, how did I not know this? Like I, I pride myself on knowing like some random facts about random things has zero clue so i definitely want to share what you got what, you got any thoughts on this uh this this hockey this this is why I, did, I didn't know about the the colored hockey league this is this is interesting I, I have heard um that that blacks were a part of the um uh, the creation of the sport mm. um that that's what people you know people don't really talk about that and you never you never think of of 
of brothers when it when it comes to hockey, man. Or or when you do see one, when you see one, it's like wow, you know, look at that, look at look at that guy out there. Yeah. You know? But um, but yeah, this is awesome, man. This is this is something I definitely need to need to 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 really learn about. Yeah. So so just a couple more notes, like with as many as a dozen teams. Over 400 black Canadian players across Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and Prince Edward Island participated in the competition. The Colored Hockey League is credited by some as being the first league to allow the goaltender to leave his feet to cover a puck in 1900. Uh, This practice was not permitted elsewhere to the formation of the National Hockey League in 1917. It is also claimed that first player to use the slap shot was Eddie Martin of the Halifax Eureka in 1906. And you know, it's just something about being black, man. That's just what we do. Is that, you know, we reinvent, we take nothing, make it something. But yo, know, as I, I want to run something by you, man, because uh, I don't agree with it, but I, I did want to bring it up. I saw a clip with Morgan Freeman. You know, <laughs> not to take his word for anything, but saying he he thought Black History Month was stupid. He's like, you know, he, he thought that his people having a month was dumb. Because he and the person who was he was, was interviewing was Jewish. He's like, is that Jewish National Month? And the guy was like, nah. He's like, exactly. You guys don't want a month, so I think we shouldn't have a month. And and for me, I, I think that's that's the whole like Dr. Williams always says the story is worth repeating. And things like the Colored Hockey League, right? This is something that you probably wouldn't get. Without really with, without, without a Black History Month, you're not going to know about this stuff. Not at all. Not at all. No, I one's, think no people, one's teaching it. I think people misuse Black History Month and they, you know, it's appropriated some instances, right? Where it's like, you know, I start seeing Black History shirts in certain certain uh, retail stores. You're like, word, y'all just want, y'all just trying to get that, uh, uh, you know, that Zimbabwean dollar, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My Kenyan coins <laughs> out of me. Uh, but it's but I but I just disagree with Morgan Freeman. Just like it's not a stupid thing. I mean, the truth is this, dude. We are a small percentage of the American population, but we had a very significant impact, and that has to be we have to remind people of this from time to time because here it is. Like hockey is considered a very white sport, yet it is heavily influenced by this all black league. That's no. that's that's wild, and 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 that's the other thing. It's wild that this is a common knowledge. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy to me. This is a common knowledge. And so, like, and again, we talked about the Super Bowl often. It wasn't talked about as much. But again, you know, with Jalen Hurts and Patty Mahomes being the first two black QBs, and they balled out, right? So that kind of, I mean, both of them got busy. And it's like, you can't, it's no, hopefully, you know, people are going to have their, their bias and what have you, but I mean, they blew it out the water that, that two black guys can't, well, black men can't be quarterbacks in the league. And a lot of what black history is like, hey, whatever you may think of us, we were doing this back a long time ago, right? And we're doing it now. And I think that to my well, it's only- never, It was never, it's not that we couldn't have done it. We never had that just we didn't have the opportunity. You know, yeah. We weren't given the opportunity. Yeah, and- every, yep. You know, if in a you know, going back to what Morgan Freeman said, in a perfect utopia, obviously what he said probably would have merit. But we don't live in a perfect utopia. So mm-hmm. you, yeah. you need you need this to bring light um to a to a lot of lot of things that uh uh that African Americans have done in the in in the history of, of of this nation. So sure, sure. So I'm I'm all for it. 
Yeah, and it's wild, you know, like people were talking, like I think, you know, Kanye was talking about Black Future Month. And and, and, and here I I I am Wait, tell, what 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 do you say? It just, you know, we should be celebrating the past. We should be talking about the future, what the future's gonna be. It should be Black Future Month, you know, some whole type stuff. But uh it was but it was still so my thing is this though. It shouldn't just stop at what the you know the first person do X Y Z right. It's like well then what happened after that? Were there more? Were there less? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like how can we? How can we? I think it's like knowing that somebody they did took this, the idea from him, patented, and then made all the money from it. Exactly, and the brother like, was left penniless. <laughs> yes, you, that's that's another plot. Brother left penniless. <laughs> Cultural appropriation. <laughs> Hell, I'm good at this. I'm good at this ass. I, I do what I can, man. But no, no. But truly, I think I think a lot of it too is just knowing. You know this history because it inspires you. Like, let's keep it a buck. I don't know if you know this about me, ass. I was a math major in college. I did not uh, know that. Yeah, and so I only switched because I looked around at my classmates. They were mad nerdy. I probably should stay, but they were mad nerdy. And I was like, I can't spend another three years with you guys. I'm going to just jump out the window. So I switched to psychology, but I ended up having a math minor. The reason I love math is because I learned about Benjamin Banneker from guess, guess who gave me a book about Benjamin Banneker? Dr. Williams, right? And I learned about him. And uh, just just what he liked about math and just mathematicians, other black mathematicians and scientists. And it was like, this is pretty cool. So when I went to math class, I learned about math. It's like, it wasn't just about me. Like this guy learned math. Had, and it was, you know, to learn math, he had to do all kinds of difficult things. I'm just in class. So I think also the benefit of black history is like you see people who did it and how can you build upon it, right? You can, you honor what they did and then move it forward. Like, you know, the green book, you know, you see people trying to relive some of that, right? Or just, uh, again, these hockey, maybe there's some black hockey players who know about the black, the color hockey league. Maybe this is what inspired them to play hockey because you see your brother playing hockey, you're like, uh, you can, nothing else, bro. But I mean, hey, if you was in Canada, this is all no, you knew. I say the opposite. I say, wow, that's a man. Because have you, well, have you ever ice skated? Yeah, that's why I don't do it. I mean, no, yeah. oh, and, don't, and let me let me be clear. I'm not saying it on some like, bro, this is whack. I'm with you. Like, hey, man, this is I hard. Find it, I find it amazing. This is hard to do with all the stuff on. Like, skating the second they, they ain't even thinking about skating. They just turn yeah. around. You know what I'm saying? They, they turn around, yeah. rolling. Nah, bro. I roller skate. I, I do my JB leg twist. You dig? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I do, man. But yeah, but you know, Morgan Freeman, you know, he he lost too. A lot of brothers lost, bro. It's just a lot. I mean, and again, this interview was a few years old, so I don't want to, I don't want y'all to be thinking Morgan Freeman just said this. He said this was as well before the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was in his full right mind uh, <laughs> before he said this kind of stuff. So you know, shout out to Morgan Freeman, man. Uh, but as for we got out of here, man, I want to make a couple shout outs. So the Chipmunks had their birthday this week. And I'm always thankful for them. They always push me to be a better person. I always trying to be a better dad, man. They are. I got three 11 year olds, dog. That's wild. It's crazy. Man. The three 11 year olds, man. So now, now life is about making them more responsible. You know what I'm saying? Just like keep up with your own stuff. Like when I was 11, 12, I was on the bus 
like, you know, going to like to McDonald's and walking all over the neighborhood. And I know a lot of parents, we talking like now, like you, you don't, you, like the kids just aren't as responsible as we were. And some of that is our fault uh, because I think, I just, again, we've said it before, we're just more aware of the trouble that are around us. Like, I mean, my parents work nights. It's so true. A lot of us was like, hey, hey, figure it out on your own. I'll be I'll wake up in a few hours to uh to to help you with the big stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I had sisters, but they were significantly older than I was. So like at eleven, was I staying home by myself? I don't even know. It I just know at eleven, I feel like I was a grown person because I was doing a whole lot of stuff, like taking care of a lot, man. I well, yeah, I wasn't grown, but I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I, I'm could, I could stay, I could stay at home. Yeah, let me see. So if I was eleven, so one sister was in college. Yeah, my other sister moved out. My parents had to go to work, so mother was just kind of like, "So I'll be back. Don't move. I ain't yeah. move until I get ready for school." Watch your sister, right? Make right. sure she don't get in any trouble. Yeah, yeah. I don't, was think, a, I don't think I don't think you can do that now. Nah, it was a meme I saw that said when we were younger, God, we had babysitters. God watched us. I was like, that cracked you up. That's true. <laughs> well, nobody watched. It's like we watched ourselves. And God watched us, man. Uh, but I also so so shout to the Chipmunks. I love you guys, and also shout out our, our buddy, man. You know, a couple episodes ago, Ed's mentioned about a guy that we know. He's uh, Ed's very close to him. It's in the hospital. Just want to shout him out. Him and his family, man. Uh, that he's recovered very well. Um, Recover. He's got a long road ahead of him, but he's got a long road. But he's he's doing, he's doing, he's doing much better, man. So that's that's good to hear. It's it's making making progress every day. So good to hear. Good to hear. So praying for him and his family. So, as I miss anything, sir? No, I think you think you covered it all. I'm good at this, bro. I'm great at this. So, guys, make sure you follow us on Instagram, S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D, and online at hp53productions.com for our mer her 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 Remember, fellas, mark March 14th on your calendar, on your lady's calendar right now. Make sure she is booked. When you Google, you'll understand. <laughs> you'll understand. Uh, I miss anything else? No, you're good. Man. Okay, okay. I think I just asked uh, a question already. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that again some more. Yes, yes. Do we? Oh, we definitely listen. We will give y'all a heads up. We got an episode a Tuesday before that, so you, you know, you, <laughs> you'll be highly prepared. So shout out to you, you, and you. You can take care of yourselves and each other. Hey, mama, this is the super duper get you a steak podcast. On this campaign, is it suicide? If you know that bringing hope is how careers die. Or do the K stand for kamikaze? The J silent is everywhere. You can feel them falling. Sure, lately I've been up late with what? demons in my basement trying to get me to hate this. What? Life thinking I should be further, and then I choke up. As soon as I got silent, then the truth spoke up. This said, How you know you ain't perfect? Let that soak up and soak in. You know how you know that you're blessed. I woke up.